from Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, July 2nd, 2010, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. I can't believe it's already July. Here with me in our Orlando, Florida studios is my wife, Maya Strang. <laughs> I am your wife. What? Do you always just say your wife? No. What else do you usually say? The, the very lovely, the one oh. and only, the mother of my child. It sounds like a Michael Bolton song. <laughs> <laughs> Who okay. one and only? <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, hello, hello. Uh, Ryan Ham. Hey, everyone. Behind the wall of glass is our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. And uh, our podcast regulars, Lloyd Kinsley. Now, why isn't he on? He uh, couldn't make this time. He has said he has a job and he feels really bad and he hopes to be back next week. He's probably mourning the English football loss. He probably is. Probably not talking about it. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, our other regular, Jesse Carey, is still hiking the Appalachian Trail. Still hiking. He's uh, hiking the Appalachian Trail in Nepal. Yeah. <laughs> we have a great podcast for you today. And if you're in the studio with us, you would love it. Um, we have a live in-studio performance by House of Heroes coming up later. We also have a look inside and behind and around the brand new issue of Relevant Magazine, uh, which is hitting homes and newsstands this week. And uh, Roxy, our editorial director, will join us. And um, she's actually also the author of the cover story uh, when she and I went to Haiti. So we'll talk about that later. But up first, your entertainment releases and slices. Music coming out on Tuesday, July 6th. Brett Michaels with Custom Built. Wow. Gosh. The man is ubiquitous. Yeah. I just read that he's trying out for American Idol. Like, seriously. He wants to replace Simon. Oh, oh, as a judge. Yeah, yeah, as a judge. No, not, <laughs> not, not as, as a singer. As a contestant? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, Can you imagine getting music advice from Brett Michaels? Yeah, I'd be like, I don't care what you think. He's like, back <laughs> in the day when I was terrible, this is what I did. He's making the most of his second round of fame. Yeah. Uh, and Enrique Iglesias. This is like the throwback <laughs> edition of uh, album releases. It's coming out with Euphoria. Um, former lead singer of the band Live. What? Well, I was listening to the rock station the other day and they played live and I was like, I loved that album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ed Kowalczyk. There you go. <laughs> you, I, I've, I've seen him live many times. Yeah. Literally. It's coming out with a live and, <laughs> and, and, and Chad wrote me a little <laughs> note. Apparently he's a Christian. Yeah. Now. Ryan, do you remember getting that press release? Yeah. Yeah. He like, he was like kind of like a Hari Krishna or something in the nineties, but then like found God and now is a Christian. But after Dolphins Cry, I was pretty much ready to put the yeah. lid on. <laughs> put the lid on so, live. So That's an awesome title. <laughs> <laughs> when you hear the dolphins cry. That's literally how the really? song goes. It's awful. Yeah, That's it a Brett Michaels what do you cover. Do? What, what do you do with the dolphins I don't remember. Cry. Chad, do you remember what happens no, with the dolphins cry? I turned cry? it off after that line. Oh, <laughs> it was probably a prophecy about BP. <laughs> oh. Wow. So he was ahead of his time. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. If only we listened. Apparently, though, unfortunately, I believe Kowalczyk is going out on tour with Creed. Yeah, and he has um, the 
uh, who was the bald guy from American Idol? Uh, Chris, Chris Daughtry. He has Daughtry oh. on his album too. <laughs> so it's not really holding out hope that it's going to be a good album. It's just interesting because we all used to like him in live. Yeah, yeah. live was like epic. throwing copper and secret samadhi. Yeah, were great. Dude, those were good albums. But then what was the one that came out after that? Because that was the one with dolphins cry on it. Was and it, then it five was terrible. or four? I think so. Two it was a number. Yeah. Three. Wow. <laughs> It made me sad. I, I went from like, oh, that'd be an interesting story, or at least a spotlight in yeah. slices, to, oh, no. Anyway. <laughs> um, Big Boy is coming out. One half of, uh, otherwise known as one half of Outcast. Yeah. Big Boy is coming out with like uh, Sir Lucius Leftfoot, the mm. son of Chico Dusty. I listened to this today. That's a good What do you think of it? Uh, it's all right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like one half of Outcast. Yeah, but Big Boy was the <laughs> normal half. I, Andre yeah. was the interesting half. Right. So it's like really good rap that's way, way too long. Uh, like the title of the album? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sir Lucius I mean, it's Left like, Foot, colon, the son of Chico Dusty. I want to say it's like 18 tracks. Wow. And I'm like, you've been delaying releasing this for like two years. Maybe just release two nine-track albums. Dude, yeah. that album, their double album came out in like 03. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time. So he's time. been in the studio for seven years. Yeah. That's why he has 18 <laughs> songs. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a long yeah. time. How to Destroy Angels, which is Trent Reznor, Maraqueen, Mandig, which is his wife, and Atticus Ross is coming out with How to Destroy Angels, <laughs> the EP. And uh, let's see, Joel Oje with uh, Invisible Things on Integrity. And the highly anticipated John Mark McMillan is coming out with The Medicine. Finally. We have had it in the office for a while, and it's awesome. Uh, movies coming out on Friday, July 9th. We have Despicable Me, which I think looks really interesting. It does look really cute. Yeah, it looks, it looks funny. And uh, Predators, starring Adrian Brody and Alice Braga. What do you What do you think of this, the Predators thing? I I was I rolled my eyes when I heard that uh-huh. they were doing it, but the previews I've seen actually and like, look interesting. It and it's looks like, like, a like good, it's a good cast. It looks like, like the the plot of Lost, and then all of a yeah. sudden there's. You know, instead of smoke, smoke monsters, monsters yeah. it's predators. And a polar bear. I mean, it will never be as good as the original. We don't know that. Oh, but it has Ar- It doesn't have Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Mm. That means it's impossible. Breaking two is better than breaking. But the breaking two, one or two have Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> He's an extra. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Now it's time for slices. Oh, me. Okay. My slice is apparently um, there's some atheists up in North Carolina, and they are there's un- atheists everywhere. Well, the ones in, in North Carolina they put up billboards to prove their point. Uh, apparently, uh, before 1954, the Pledge of Allegiance just said "One Nation Indivisible," mm-hmm. and in 1954 we inserted the word uh, "One Nation Under God Indivisible." Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. So they put up all these billboards all over uh, North Carolina, and apparently. This past week, um, they assume some Christians, some people that do not agree with their billboards, went up and vandalized them and wrote in spray paint, under God. Mm-hmm. And that's all. <laughs> but it was, it's true, it was added. Yeah, no, 54. I just thought it was interesting that it was added and that, that there are those crazy Christians up there and that they're vandalizing billboards crazy. and property. Just correcting it. <laughs> it was probably just a copy editor. Was it in red? <laughs> I think it was, it was a giant in red blue. pen. But they have to keep it up there through the 4th of July because they can't get to it before that. I also heard this week that uh, Steve Carell is no longer going to be doing The Office after this season. So. Sure. 
Why do they? Why are they keeping it going? I don't. Well, know. they didn't say they are. They just said that they felt like it was an ensemble. I mean, honestly, I feel like it should have ended like two seasons ago. Yeah, yeah. It's a stretch now. I mean, their plot lines like, are getting really. I felt wacky. like I felt like the wedding of Jim and Pam would have been the season finale, and that's series. what it, or series. Yeah, that should have been the series finale because it was great. It, it was like great. recapped the whole thing. It was like, you know, I thought it was one of the funnier episodes of last season, but. And it just kept going. Yeah. And it's all that they made him have a baby, too. Yeah. I hope Daryl from the warehouse takes over Steve Carell's position <laughs> and becomes the new boss. That's my prediction. Mm. That's interesting. Because they moved him up they to did like the up. office area. And he's obviously been gaining a lot of popularity. He's all over. He's hosting that comedy show. He's hosting show. the comedy show, and he had a couple big movies. Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. <laughs> she should never Which see. Which none of us ever saw. I did saw you see it. it? It's Don't see it. Why? It's one of the few movies I've like I've seen in the last few years where I felt really dirty after seeing it. Really? Yeah. I had to immediately go home and confess to Kate that I'd gone to see it. <laughs> Not to God, <laughs> but to Kate. Well, I confessed Kate. to God, too, but he already knew. You're still supposed to confess your yeah, sins. I, yeah, I did. What do you have, Ryan? All right. So apparently, and I'm stealing a joke from Pitchfork because they said this too, but um, apparently having a scraggly hipster beard may be more trouble than it's worth because in the last week, uh, the lead singer of the band, The Eels, mm-hmm. got detained in an airport because he was suspected of being a terrorist. Wow. And then uh, the lead singer of The National, Matt Berenger, he was flying to meet his wife and daughter in Kauai. Uh, for like a family vacation. He was like coming off of tour in Japan or something. And um, so he was in Honolulu airport waiting for his connecting flight. And all of a sudden, all these signs started flashing like, Matt Berenger, please call airport security. And he's like, this is weird. So he sat there for like another 15 minutes and then finally like went and talked to them. And they're like, we can't help you. The airport's closing. Or the airport, no, the airport's being evacuated. And he's like, what? And so he's like, but I'm that person. And so they like took him to the airport security and like the TSA was there and everything. And apparently he he bought a novelty clock in Japan that looked exactly like a bomb. Are you serious? And he had it in his suitcase. <gasps> and the TSA was like, we thought this was a bomb. So they evacuated the entire Honolulu airport for 45 minutes because of the lead singer of the national. Oh my gosh. And, um, Anyway, he was like, he felt really bad and he was like, I gave him the, you know, I gave him the clock and they're really nice and t- we're doing their job well. And then he like apologized to everyone who'd missed their flights. But Until they found out later that he's written a song called Start a War. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, did you see the Onions headline? That was the best. It was like um, uh, TSA mistakes. Uh, slow burning intensity of Matt Berenger for high intensity terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, I guess on that note, that'll wrap up Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, House of Heroes. It's the middle of summer, and what could be more refreshing than a year subscription to Relevant Magazine, along with our free exclusive album. That's right, subscribe to Relevant for 12 bucks and get the Live from the Relevant Studio album download for free. 
It includes exclusive songs and live performances from podcast favorites like Love Drug, Gunger, Das Vale, The Kissaway Trail, Sherwood, and more. All of this for just 12 bucks. Don't miss out. Go to relevantmagazine.com slash music to sign up today. You're listening to Not A Surf, who has sounded the same for the last 10 years. The song is Enjoy the Silence. I will, I will when the song's <laughs> over. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Gaslight Anthem with the song American Slang. So you can check out their brand new album. It's also called American Slang at GaslightAnthem.com. House of Heroes is from Columbus, Ohio. They've released three full-length albums and have a new one coming out August 3rd called Suburba. Not to be confused with Suburbia. Uh, they've toured with everyone. MXPX, Reliant K, Abandoned Kansas, Seabird, The Fold, Striper. Really everyone? Like Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young? Big Boy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. House of Heroes and Big Boy. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll read the description of the new record. It's endlessly poppy, galactically ambitious, and dripping with honest, candid emotion. Wow. Yeah. The, the record's about growing up in middle-class suburbia. It's about fighting for your own identity in the face of society's ideas about love, money, religion, and power. They recorded three songs for us, and uh, the extra, we'll play, we'll play two here today, and the extra one will be on the podcast episode page uh, on our website, and you can actually download all three tracks there if you'd like. And videos of the live performance are, will be playing on Relevant TV soon, so you can check them out and on the episode page as well. Uh, we recorded them a couple weeks ago when they came through. Without any further ado, here is House of Heroes performing Love is for the Middle Class from their upcoming album, Suburba. I got my GED with a 2.2 I couldn't take one more in a business school Just to spend another 20 in a cubicle So I got a summer job cleaning swimming pools And I saw my little angel in a one-piece suit She had a high-class mind and her face was cute And for the first time I didn't know what to do I said I better start to make the cash Love is for the middle class If all I had was love would you give me lovely if all I gave was love? Would you give up on me? But if you measure love and false securities, I owe you nothing at all. Don't owe you nothing at all. Don't need your loving at all. Don't owe you nothing at all. Eo, 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 eo. Hey. Trouble with the IRS Left your mama with a baby in a pile of debt Said you're off to public school with all the rest Now you're looking for a man who can pay the rent And for the first time you don't know what to do Your head say no but your heart says true And every other man just puts you last Yeah, I said I better make the cash Love is for the middle class If all I had was love I'd still be lovely if all I gave was love. Would you give up on me? But if you measure love and false securities, I owe you nothing at all. Don't owe you nothing at all. Don't need your loving at all. Don't owe you nothing at all. Yo, 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 hey! 
of every sense But if you find a brother who can take you from the gutter Then I get it if you gotta go Does he really see you like you know I really see you Does he love you with his rebel soul Like I can love you baby Like I do Love is for the middle class Said I better make the cash Love is for the middle class If all I had was love Would I still be lovely? If all I gave was love Would you give up on me? But if you measure love and false securities I owe you nothing at all Don't owe you nothing at all Don't need you loving at all That was House of Heroes. Check them out at thehouseofheroes.com. listening to Delphic. The song is This Momentary. The video is playing right now on Relevant.tv. Okay, so it's time to tell you about the brand new issue of Relevant. You know, after all, that is what we do other than a podcast in website. Um, the, uh, the new issue, the July-August issue is hitting subscribers and newsstands right now. And it's, it's a uh, pretty personal issue for us because um, the cover story is on the rebuilding efforts in Haiti six months later. And Roxy and I actually traveled down there um, to see it firsthand, and she wrote the cover story. Yes, it was, as you said, a very personal piece, um, just because we were able to talk to so many people and really see um, what was going on and put faces to to um, just the rebuilding efforts and what it's like to live there right now and what the day-to-day life is like. So. The, uh, we, we spent a lot of time, I spent a lot of time with Convoy of Hope who does food distribution and, um, I guess they did, they do some disaster relief, but mainly they're there for long-term partnering with churches and schools doing, um, clean water initiatives and, and, uh, food distribution primarily in rural areas. So I I actually, we kind of split up and I went mainly one track and you went on another. I was out in the mountains and rural areas a lot and you were in the city though. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. I mean, I spent most of the time um, just in Port-au-Prince and driving around to various um, tent cities and meeting with um, people from World Relief and from World Vision and Compassion and the Red Cross and the UN and just seeing kind of what all sorts of different organizations are doing and their strategies for both the right now um, recovery efforts and getting ready for the hurricane season and rainy season. And then also, you know, all of them are really trying to think like what, what is the long-term plan for the next year, for the next five years, for the next 10 years, where will Haiti be? And how can we make sure, um, you know, we go beyond where Haiti's even been in the last centuries. That's, that's actually the thing that was so 
uh, gripping is that the destruction is so much worse because of the lack of infrastructure, the lack of roads and utilities and the lack of all this stuff that's not, um, it's going to be, it's virtually impossible to clear rubble, let alone rebuild mm-hmm. Haiti. There's no building codes in place. There's no land ownership. And the, as we would know it, um, th- there's no paperwork and stuff. It's just right. it, the infrastructure of the country is non-existent. Right. And then, it, then the capital city crumbled. And, you know, when you look at the, the challenges facing the country, I mean, economic, I mean, the environmental, uh, the deforestation that's happened there, you know, because of the lack of infrastructure, they use wood and coal for fuel. So the country's completely bald, deforested, this tropical lush island. And so then the, you know, then the mountains wash into the valleys mm-hmm. and there's flash flooding and deaths and stuff and the extreme conditions and, and it rains every day, you know, and people are dying every day just as normal because of the deforestation and then they can't farm the land. So there's no exports to speak of. There's no, you know, um, economy really mm-hmm. like there would be in other traditional islands, um, which is increases the poverty. There's no public schools. There's not one public school in the entire yeah. country. And that was something that kept coming up over and over again as we talked to people is just that like we, we as Haitians, like this was a problem before and now, um, you know, now we've been set back so far, but the, the key to rebuilding, the key to the future is really in the education system and in getting something in place that allows all kids to come to school, whether their parents can afford to send them to school or not. Yeah, the only kids right now who, who do go to school is we saw our uh, churches that launch a school. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the, the children or the parents, the families have to pay tuition for them to go. Mm-hmm. And, and every the poverty is so extreme that they can barely afford to uh, feed themselves or live their living so day to day that, you know, families will be able to pay tuition for a few days. The kids will go and then they can't pay for a while. Right. The kids don't go. So the literacy rate is incredibly low. The, 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 the percentage of children who be, go past fourth grade is yeah. incredibly low. Yeah. And, and then that then perpetuates the cycle, generational cycle of, of kind of staying in a subsistence level uh, existence. And, and this was Haiti before the earthquake. Right. And now you compound the death and the overwhelming need on top of this, what essentially was a crumbling country anyway. And it's, it's amazing. I mean, you driving around six months after it looks like, it looks like it just happened two days earlier. Mm -hmm. Buildings collapsed into the street, except now they're going back to life as normal and the side street markets have reopened and people are walking around and they just walk around the rubble and you just drive around the collapsed building and you, you just, they've adapted. They're very resilient people. We uh, heard again, again and saw firsthand and, and they've adapted to this new reality. And it's like, you didn't get a sense of urgency from the Haitian people and even even the leadership that was there, a sense of urgency of like cleaning up. Mm-hmm. You, it's almost like they're okay with the cosmetics being. I mean, because it was bad before. Now you know, so now they're the NGOs, the government. They're they're trying to think more long term and think about rather than just sprucing up and rebuilding. What do we need to do to fundamentally shift the future of this country? And so it's taking a lot longer to right. implement a lot of those things. The basic needs are being met. People have water and food. So now let's like, rather than rushing into this and just rebuilding stuff, cause that'll make the Westerners feel better. Um, you know, what does Haiti really need? Right. And that was what was fascinating. You spent a lot of time with Red Cross, the UN, a lot of organizations that have been there 
for a long time and we'll be there for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I think it was, it was clear to us just talking to everyone that, that no one wants this to be a quick fix, an easy fix. And, um, they're very aware that eyes are on them from the U S and from the West saying, how are you spending our money? How are you spending our money? And even with that tension, they still want to be really careful that this isn't just a, something that they slap together and say, Oh, look, it's better. But, we're really thinking long-term. We went down there. I mean, truth be told, you want some insider info. We went down there chasing the story of where's the money going. Cause we had heard rumblings and, uh, that, you know, America, the UN, uh, Red Cross, I mean, the texting has raised billions of dollars that's been pledged and it's just sitting there. It's not being used. And so we wanted to kind of expose it, I think. And when we got down there, we saw that, you know, the emergency relief, you know, it's easy to say like looking at collapsed buildings and mm-hmm. people living in tents, like, you know, we aren't doing what we need to, but the fact is, is needs are being met. People yeah. are safe. It's, you know, it, it's almost like we've, we've, they are, every one of them said we are past the emergency state. Right. right? Other than the hurricane season, like getting it, ready for that. Right. And so they're working ahead um, to prepare for hurricane season, uh, make, transitioning people out of flood zones, and and then into transitional shelters. Uh, but then they said, you know, we're waiting on the leadership, the local leadership, uh, the Hades government needs to own this mm-hmm. and we're here to serve them. And we also need to make sure that what we're building is a new foundation for this country to be better, to recover better than it ever existed in the past. Mm-hmm. And so the money is being spent and I think it's wise the way it's being spent. And I was actually impressed when we left. It's like, okay, needs are being met. Money yeah. is going where it needs to. It's not visible. You don't see big red crosses on the tents, but the red cross might've given them that tent, you know, right. you don't see brand everywhere. Um, and then they're saying, okay, now let's catch our breath and look ahead. Mm-hmm. And three things kept coming up. They need uh, infrastructure, sanitation, utilities. Right. That that needs to be addressed. They need uh, economy. They need economic turnaround. So they need jobs. Yeah, livelihoods was a big a big part of that. Providing jobs for people. Yep. And then the third is a look toward the future and the lack of education. Mm-hmm. There's not a public school in Haiti, and so we need to really look at. Uh, the way to get people out of the cycle generationally is to educate the next generation. So, you know, one of the things that we want to do coming out of this, if you read the issue or read my column, um, w- the time that I spent with Convoy of Hope, uh, I went and saw some of the schools in the rural areas and in the, and in the city that had been severely damaged by the earthquake. And a lot of the schools in Port-au-Prince that collapsed, they're, they're shut down. Those kids don't have an option to go to school anymore. Um, the schools that are in Port-au-Prince that collapsed, a lot of them actually cleaned up, hung some tarps and started meeting again. But um, they are literally meeting in conditions that would be, if there was two walls erect, it would be, it would have a blue tarp suspended over it or whatever. And I saw one school in particular where if, if you were to give it a good push, give the wall a good push, you could push it down. Hmm. And kids are meeting on the inside. But there's no alternative. And the rural schools are so overwhelmed with more kids. I saw one school that was about 100 kids before, and they were running 250 now because families have been leaving Port-au-Prince and moving out with relatives into the, the rural areas. And so there's the schools there have such great need. There's a physical need. Um, you know, Convoy of Hope, the organization we were I was with those days, 
They don't rebuild schools. They don't do building projects. They're simply partnered with those churches and those villages and those families, training them on sanitation, bringing them ways to clean their water and and uh, provide nutrition for the children who go to schools. And then they provide rations back to the families. And it's actually an incentive to get the kids to come to schools. In fact, the parents, we heard, I heard several stories where the parents would sacrifice uh, their own meals to be able to pay the tuition for the kid to go to school because the kid at least would get a meal that day and they didn't know mm-hmm. if they could provide it otherwise. So that's the reality. The school is, is, is important to these communities and obviously to the long-term rebuilding of Haiti. But the schools, because there's no government oversight and these churches are just on their own, like they don't have any money to rebuild. And, and I started talking to one of the pastors and just like, what would it take to get the school back up? And, you know, one of the guys from Convoy, the country director, Kevin, uh, who was there, um, was kind of helping me estimate in American dollars, everything's cinder block, everything's simple. Um, you know, probably, you know, a block costs, you know, $2 and you need X amount of blocks to school this size. You know, we're probably looking at $10,000, $9,000 in materials. And, you know, we could, you know, have local you know, the village people will come and volunteer and we can get it rebuilt. And I was like, well, they need jobs, right? I mean, why don't we, if, if we're going to try and go back to the U.S. and and like, like if we were to able to raise the funds to rebuild the school, why don't we mm-hmm. take it a little step further and provide the resources to hire the men rather than just ask them to volunteer? Because they'll volunteer. I saw them right. volunteering. I mean, they'll just do what it takes. But why don't we hire them? Provide, you know, let's help their family have some turnaround. Let's give them livelihood. How much would that? Well, maybe another $5,000. Okay, so for $15,000, we could mm-hmm. build a safe and secure school, provide jobs for the local people, and then provide an opportunity for education. You know, the key is, is Convoy, by being there for years, working with these certain churches, they know those churches and those villages, and they have strong leadership. They have good pastors, people that have been there for 30, 40 years and they're locals, they're loved and trusted in their communities. Mm-hmm. It's like, these are people you want to build around. So if we can partner with those people, those, those pastors, those locals, you know, you can turn around a whole village. And so we identified um, three schools that they know and they've been working with. Convoy is not rebuilding them. It's up to us. I want to do this. I think Relevant and our readers should help rebuild these schools. And it's us partnering with these local churches to rebuild their schools. And Convoy is going to help facilitate it for us. We're not a nonprofit mm-hmm. organization. And so we can't accept donations and have it be tax-free. So Convoy is partnering with us in the sense that they'll take the, the money and make sure that it gets into the hands of the locals and the builders and the schools can be rebuilt. Their country director will be kind of our liaison. They're mm-hmm. just doing it because they want to help too. You know, But yeah. it's not, that's not the business they're in. So I wrote in the magazine about a little webpage that we created to tell more. It's uh, relevantmagazine.com slash Haiti schools. And if you go there, you can kind of see some pictures that we saw, hear a little bit about the schools and click to donate. And listen, we're just trying to raise forty-five dollars to $50,000. That's it. That's going to rebuild three schools. Sounds like a lot of money, but this podcast goes out to about 50,000 people. Yeah. That's a buck each. Or 5,000 of you want to give $10, we're done. Let alone all the people in the magazine. My goal is that we could build 10 schools. I hope that we could keep going. I, I got an email today from a girl in uh, St. Louis. She says, I have a group and we're going to do a benefit concert. And I have these bands that are going to come in and we're going to give every dollar to the Haiti School Project. Wow. Like, I want to see more of that happening. This is just starting. I'm, I'm thrilled. Haiti needs schools built. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> 
the government's not going to do it. And, you know, I have a feeling that um, if we can partner with these churches, it'll build the church in Haiti and it'll build the villages and you'll see long-term turnaround. I think it's going to be an amazing project. So if you go to that website, we're, you know, obviously every dollar is going to the field. Every dollar is going to the schools. Um, we just want to help and we hope you can uh, partner with us and help us out. Anyway, well, you know, there is actually more in the magazine than, yeah. than just Haiti. Um, it's the cover story and it's, um, it's something you want to sink your teeth into. Uh, trust me. Um, but there's a lot more and then we want to call out a couple of the other highlights in the issue. Uh, here's some of the, uh, notable, you know, I've seen a lot of tweets about that, uh, uh, Gregory Boyd's column, the idolatry of patriotism. Yes. People are, are loving it and hating it. Loving it and hating it is a good way to put it. It yeah. is. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a piece worth, worth your time to read and just think about your own views on nationalism. And then apparently tweet about yes, us. And then tweet about Make <laughs> accusations. <laughs> um, in the, the drop, we spotlight three amazing artists. We have Josh Garrels, who you heard on this very podcast last week. Also future of forestry, which is a staff favorite and Sun Lux, which is uh, this one that you pushed for. I, it's a really great album. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah, it is good. He does tons of really, really good remixes. Like he did a paper out remix that's on the same album as the Passion Pit one. Very cool. As you heard in music releases, John Mark McPhelan's uh, brand new album called The Medicine is coming out next week. And we have a feature, an interview with John Mark McMillan in the issue. Look at that. Good timing. <laughs> Fantastic album. Great yeah. story. Lots of, of great insights on, on worship and, mm-hmm. and modern worship and just what it means for the church. Here's a clip. Now, on the other end of the musical spectrum, we have an interview with uh, Reflection Eternal. You say, Reflection Eternal, I don't know the name. But you do know the name, Talib Kweli and High Tech. Those are the two members of Reflection Eternal. Now, I had their last album right. and thought that the album was called Reflection right. Eternal. Right, well, nobody knew that they were called Reflection Eternal. Right, I thought it was Talib Kweli and High Tech, yeah. and yeah. the album was Reflection Eternal. But And then all of a sudden, press releases started coming in, like, sophomore album from Reflection Eternal. You're like, what? Like, Who? Who? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it, it was a really interesting interview. You you talked to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was really interesting to just hear their thoughts on modern hip-hop, and um, actually really surprisingly interesting to talk to High Tech about how he approaches... Um, like making soundscapes for Quali's raps because he's like, you know, I'm in studio and I'm learning about all this stuff the same as everyone else is when they're listening to it. So um, the album's pretty good. I mean, it's definitely got um, its share of uh, sort of political commentary and stuff. Like there's a whole song called The Ballad of Black Gold, which is about the Nigerian oil industry. Let's play a clip of that, Chad. Here it is. Never see hungry people that ain't rational they blast it through the gates and they attack you at the capital run up in your palace find a head to stay to crack a few get a taste of power then they become fascist to the fiscal conservatives don't know what their purpose is Spend money on the war then they cut your goods and services murderers corporate monsters is breaking records exonus at 40 billion a year they raking in record profits stop it how they banking while the auto industry is tanking leadership is sinking very interesting yeah cool um Flipping the page, we have a, a look at the 100-year plan, the uh, like kind of 
it's not a selfish thing like you want to live to be 100. It's like the longer you're here, the more impact you can make, right? That's right. And if you're going to be here for that long, you might as well be healthy and well. So it's just various ways to to stay healthy, both internally and physically. I think you were going to say Spiritually and physically. Internally and externally. Internally and externally, physically and spiritually. Something like that. Nice. <laughs> we have an interview with uh, UK legendary band yeah. Doves. Basically, if you like Coldplay, <laughs> you will like Doves more. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's a good way to put it. Uh, if you have been around Relevant since the early days, which I can't think of many people other than me who have, <laughs> Matthew Paul Turner is somebody who used to write for us a lot. And then he became yeah. a famous author. And then he's not writing so much for us anymore. Mm. But he wrote for us for this issue. And it's a hilarious memoir style piece about when he was growing up, he was determined that God had called him to be the Christian Michael Jackson. Yes. And his piece is a really interesting and funny look at hearing and, and hearing God's voice and maybe not hearing God's voice. Yeah. I will say this is one of the few pieces that I've ever laughed out loud while editing. Yeah. So. It Except is for fun. my column. Yes. Right. And it was about Haiti. And Except it was, I never. It's very inappropriate <laughs> for you to laugh. Well, I just remember there's one sentence where he talks about how uh, well, he said the first time I remember my mother making my sister and me put your ear, put our earmuffs on happened during a trip to a drug fair when the three of us heard Madonna for the first time. I was 10 and didn't know what a virgin was. And by the look of repugnance on my mother's face, I was pretty sure I never wanted to find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, another, another article that you guys say is getting a lot of Twitter love is, um, is one that N.T. Wright wrote called Living in the In-Between. Yes. And N.T. Wright is, is uh, another staff favorite, um, a staff favorite author around here. He's our favorite bishop. That's true. <laughs> Sorry to all the other bishops out there listening. Yeah. But, but it's true. It is true. He's our favorite. Yeah. yeah. Although he's not bishop for very much longer. Not much longer. Yeah. Anyway, he wrote this piece on just kind of how we're called to live. Um, he says there's lots of focus on the act of salvation and the the eternal consequences of that and being in heaven. But how do you live as a Christian in the here and now? And um, talks a lot about old words like virtue and character and gives a lot of new context to those words. Well, it's very interesting because it's kind of like it's from his book after you believe, which is kind of a companion piece to his book, simply Christian and surprised by hope, which both deal with like both coming to faith and belief in God and like afterlife. So this is kind of like the next one. Yeah. Cool. Um, we end it with, you know, it's the middle of the summer and what do you do in the summer? You go to the beach, you go see movies. And so we wanted to do a look at movies. Um, we have a little guide there going beyond blockbusters, looking at some interesting flicks coming out this summer, like Cyrus and others. Um, but there's a, there's a really interesting piece called crossing the line by, uh, Brett McCracken looking at kind of the Christian, um, interaction with film that, uh, at what point is it art? And at what point is it just going too far? Yeah. And uh, figuring that out for ourselves and, you know, kind of balancing that line. So right. it's really interesting. Check it out. I've already seen a lot of reactions from it online. Yeah. So, 
Well, there's a lot more than that in the issue. Um, slices, recommends, a few other features, bands, whatever. Uh, check it out. It is available now. If you um, can't or don't have access to a bookstore that carries it, well, first of all, ask for it. That'd be great. But you can also flip through it on our website. Um, if you go to the main page, just go down and you can uh, preview the issue online, the digital edition. When you said ask for it, I had this grand picture in my head of multiple readers doing a nonviolent sit-in. We want with, relevant. Yeah, I encourage that. With cardboard, yeah, like maybe tape over their mouths and cardboard signs that say we want relevant or something I like that. I totally encourage that. Yeah, Barnes & Noble will be huge fans of you doing that. Yeah. We are in 90% of Barnes & Noble's. Borders. Borders were in about half. See, borders. borders. Go to your borders. Our tar- but borders is struggling, may not make it, mm. not worth our time. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. You know you know who needs a wake up is Walmart. There we go. They used to carry us chain wide. Really? Well, and then they just collect they just decided one day that their floor space was more valuable than magazines, and so they mm-hmm. cut down their magazine rack by seventy five percent. Huh. We were on the part that got cut. Yeah. So that was a few years ago. Yeah. Still stings. Um okay, well th- you know. Get the new issue, subscribe. It's only 12 bucks Right now, you get a free um, album. It's uh, It features live performances uh, by the likes of Deus Veil and Love Drug. It's got some exclusive other tracks on there. Uh, you get that right when you subscribe. It's a pretty great album. And there's even artwork, so when you import it into your iTunes, it looks nice. It's beautiful. Right. It is beautiful. The genre comes up and the album name and everything. It doesn't look janky like most <laughs> downloads or it's like what's, a known artist. What genre? Is it like awesome? What, yeah, 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 what'd you put? Uh, <laughs> I think I put relevant. No. <laughs> That's the whole genre. Uh, no, I didn't. Um, all, actually, all the songs are their, the original genre. Oh, album, okay. So, That's good. There yeah. you go. Look at us. <laughs> So it's the first time our digital album's not been janky and actually had the uh, album artwork downloaded and everything. So go go check that out. It's only 12 bucks. Support us. We really appreciate it. Um, it, w- it would help a lot. So uh, that'll do it for the look inside the issue. Thanks a lot, Roxy. You're welcome. Right, Happy we'll reading. See you soon. Thanks. Stay tuned. Up next, House of Heroes. You're listening to Stars. The song is Wasted Daylight. It's from their brand new album, The Five Ghosts. Christmas Pass. (laughs) (laughs) Youarestars.com. Okay, House of Heroes. A little bit of behind the scenes, which I guess you would get some of this information by watching the live performance videos. But what you're listening to is actually, they they came kind of unprepared. And so they ended up playing uh, Chad's own acoustic guitar. Uh And playing drums on the speaker <laughs> <laughs> on the speaker. Yeah. He's just like tapping the speaker. He's so that's it like a djembe. So that's what you're hearing is a uh, speaker drum and Chad's guitar. <laughs> that's right. Without any further ado, here's house of heroes performing God save the foolish Kings. Also from their upcoming album, Suburba. Midnight at school on the bleachers. Oh, there's gonna be a rumble. The lions and the Kings. And my baby, she cries in her bed And she worries My baby, she prays God save the king Oh, oh, oh. 
promise me you won't do anything crazy I promise you I won't do anything, Jared Promise me too I promise you nothing oh. We're outcasts Only cause we chose to dream We're princesses Who'd rather dine with thieves We're honest Only cause the truth is cannot hide God save us The foolish kids Midnight After school Behind the bleachers Baby let's go I Let's go me a rumble, The cops won't be notified That was House of Heroes and Chad's guitar. <laughs> Check him out at thehouseofheroes.com. Uh-huh. They said he's busy, hold the line, please. 
call me crazy, I thought maybe he could mind read Who does the blind lead? Show me a sign, please If everything is made in China, are we Chinese? And why do haters separate us like we Siamese? Technology turning the planet into zombies Everybody all at everybody's dirty laundry Acid rain, earthquakes, hurricanes, tsunamis Terrorists, crime sprees, assaults and robberies Cops yelling stop, freeze, shoot them before we try to leave Air quality so foul, I gotta try to breathe Endangered species and we running out of trees If I could hold the world in the palm of these hands I would probably do You're listening to The Roots The song is Dear God 2.0 Which is a cover mashup thing with the um, Monsters of Folk yeah. song yeah. It's phenomenal hip hop Yeah, it's really good It's uh, Spotlight Song of the Week on Relevant FM this week Alright, it's time for your feedback Okay, last week uh, we brought you the breaking news that the star of Jersey Shore, Mike, the situation, Sorrentino, has released a rap single. And it's not as bad as you might think. Yeah. Oops. Cameron's been listening to it all week. <laughs> it's, it's in my genius mix now on iTunes. Um, so we want to know, if you could have any other celebrity in the world record a song, who would it be? What style would it be? And what would it be called? Uh, you guys went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and posted your feedback. Here's a few of our favorites. JJ Carlson said uh, he thinks it would be funny for Bill Gates to do a gangster rap song called How About Dim Apples? Oh, and it would be shot snap. at Apple, of course. And the video would be made mo- completely in flash. <laughs> <laughs> so then he says, he actually wrote lyrics. He, he upped the ante. And I'm not going to rap them. I'm going to read it like this is a poem. You can't even meet my minimum system requirements. You might as well sign up retirement. Uh, sign up for retirement. People be WAS ding on Windows 95 or newer while I'm straight up putting leopard on a skewer. So go put on your iPad. You'll be gone in a flash. Oh, wait, you can't even process that. How you like me now, Steve Jobs? Even your mother got me on her desktop. Uh, you'll soon be a history fact on a Snapple. How about dim apples? How about dim apples? There you go. That JJ was pretty good. It's not bad. Guitar solo, bridge, chorus out. <laughs> <laughs> I like the first guys or girls, A. Tolson. Uh, they said their vote would go for Pope Benedict XVI. Um, and the song, I love that they automatically pull out that the song would just be keyboard in the 808. <laughs> and uh, so Benedict apparently sings like Modest Yahoo. And then Billy Graham joins in, and then they basically rap battle over theological issues separating evangelicals and Catholics. As they should. And then eventually it culminates in this giant unifying course of basically like we are the world, which I may suggest we should call uh, we are the word just to make it biblical. I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, with special cameos. of I don't know how this person chose these. Uh, Steve Perry, Bruce Springsteen, Kenny Loggins, and Kanye West. Hmm. Apparently those are the people he wants to see sing with the Pope and Billy Graham. That's good. That's Josiah good. says he'd have uh, Steve Martin come out with some folk-flavored banjo songs. Imagine that. That's crazy. Why would he do that? I like Betty White. Uh, Mike in Virginia says Betty White for hip-hop, and it would be called Gin and Prune Juice. <laughs> she would wrap that now she does anything all right well that'll do it for your feedback uh if you want to chime in or uh you know see the others head over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. okay it's time for 
the question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Okay, so earlier in the podcast, Ryan mentioned regretting seeing Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah, don't go see it. (laughs) (laughs) So then, you know, we mentioned in the new issue, there's an article by Brett McCracken that kind of explores the issue of the line. When is it art? When has it just gone too far? Violence, sex, language in, in culture and art. For a Christian, when does it cross the line? Quote, unquote. So we want to ask you for this week's question of the week. Where's the line? Where's the line for you? Where's the line that you think everybody should hold to when it comes to interacting with media, culture, and entertainment? Where's the line? So we, w- so we want you to go over to relevantmagazine.com, click on the podcast episode page, and right there in the comments, we want to know from you. It could be one sentence, you, it could be a simple thought, or it could be something more thoughtful. Uh, but we want to know from you where you think, where you feel the line is. And I think that a, a very interesting dialogue may occur. We hope so. Yeah. So go check it out. If you want to call in, <laughs> this would be interesting. <laughs> oh if you want to call in to the podcast hotline, you can. It's 407-660-1411 or extension 126. Uh, don't forget our, our campaign to build three schools in Haiti. Um, if if 5,000 of you gave 10 bucks each, we'd, we'd accomplish the goal. It's not that many. There's on average about... Forty to 60,000 people listening to this podcast right now. So um, go over to relevantmagazine.com slash Haiti schools and find out more information about the schools in particular, why we're doing it. Um, you can you know pick up the current issue to read kind of the full scope of what's going on in Haiti. But if you want to be part of, play a part in the solution and the turnaround of Haiti, um, we think that education is very important to invest in and they need our help. I mean, if we're not going to do it, Honestly, these schools in particular, they're on their own. They're, nobody else is going to help them. So if you can help out at all, uh, help us spread word, help us um, raise funds, do whatever, uh, get behind it. Relevantmagazine.com slash schools. Every dime is going to go to construction and hiring the locals to work. There's nothing going to come off the top. So go check it out and uh, hopefully be part. On that note, we'll wrap it up. Um, many thanks to House of Heroes for coming through. Uh, their new album is coming out uh, next month. Make sure to check it out. It's called Suburba. It'll be available nationwide. Uh, they're currently touring. And for all the info, go check them out at thehouseofheroes.com. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. And I'm Ryan Ham. That's Chad Michael Snavely. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. When you hear the dolphins cry!